eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Guys, I think the hardest question I have about this week, about battling with the Houston Texans, is... Can we officially, is this the dress rehearsal? Is this, is week two, week three now? Can we confirm? So last year, Tua didn't play. There's only three preseason games now. Tua did not play in the first preseason game. He did play in the second and then surprisingly played a little bit in the third game as well. But I do believe he took a majority of the snaps, um, at least a majority of his snaps in the second preseason game. So yeah, I think I'm with Josh here. I think it is the dress rehearsal. Um, which should be interesting. And it's at an odd time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. my time on Saturday afternoon. So on NFL Network even. So we won't have to find these uh, illegal streams we were scrambling for last weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. That's epic. I didn't realize it was on NFL Network. Sick. The biggest question I have about this uh, dress rehearsal is when you look at game one of the preseason, Miami's wide receivers with the two most snaps were River Craycraft and Cedric Wilson Jr. Now, to me, that kind of, it seems like hollow calories, kind of, in a sense, where you're just kind of going out there and doing stuff. I don't know if you're learning anything. It's like going and eating a butt ton of fast food, but then you realize you're still hungry, so you go and get more. Um, that's either that's either the preseason or munchies. I'm not entirely sure which is which. Uh, but looking ahead to this game, I'm just very curious to see who are going to be those wide receivers to get the most snaps because we're starting to hear a lot of great things about Eric Azucama, Braxton Berrios, I think had like a 65-yard touchdown with the third team. Uh, so where do you guys feel this wide receiver group is going? We actually heard that Jalen Waddle could probably practice, will definitely would definitely play if it's a game, but they're kind of, again, bubble wrapping everyone. Um, where do you see the steps are going, and is it going in a direction where you like? Are there guys who maybe aren't getting enough attention they deserve just yet? 
Well, I didn't get to do the recap pod with you guys from the first preseason game, so you didn't get to hear my thoughts on this, but I am all aboard the Eric Ezukama hype train right now. You know, you saw people mentioning that he's going to be the Miami Dolphins' Debo Samuel, and when you saw him take those couple couple end-arounds and, and move the ball well, I mean, he looked like a monster out there after he got the ball in his hand. I'm, I'm, I don't care about... Robbie Chosen anymore. I don't care about Braxton Berrios. Give me Eric Ezukama as wide receiver three. We got Tyreek, we got Jalen, we got Ezukama as our Debo, and we'll be unstoppable. Right? Right? Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably the long term plan. I'm good with that. I mean, Braxton Berrios has looked nice. We know that he's going to have some type of role. And um, you mentioned Robbie Chosen. That just. I mean, is he going to be a guy, another guy that I kind of got hyped about that's just going to get the axe? He like, might be. Did you guys see? I didn't see a single mention of Robbie chosen at today's practice did he even practice like that's I don't I genuinely do not know I think he's just just there they're just keeping him in a box he's probably being bubble wrap too little giant style maybe and and I like Robbie chosen I think he can bring an awesome element to this team and I would keep him for if nothing else I would keep him to be Tyreek Hill's replacement you know, God forbid Tyreek gets hurt, then you have uh, another speedster who at least can take the top off the defense. I'd keep him for that reason alone. You know, I understand there's special teams factors that you, you know, you gotta, you gotta think about here, but I like Robbie Chosen. I like Braxton Berrios. I really like Eric Ezukama. And then you got Tyreek and Jalen. Like, I'd love to figure out a way to get all those guys on the squad. I just, I don't know if it's going to shake out that way, especially when you look at Cedric Wilson and the amount of money that he's owed, whether he's playing or not. Did you guys have, are we know, do we know if Robbie Chosen has practiced since last week because he didn't play in the game? And it's kind of strange because I thought that'd be like one of the more newsworthy things where one of your, um, you know, I wouldn't say, hyped up free agent signings, but this was a signing where you wanted to track it a little bit. Like this is a newsworthy player. This is a former thousand yard receiver. And since like a couple days before the game and then no mention during the game, he's been MIA. So do we feel that maybe there's something going on here? Uh, Because when Mike McDaniel spoke about it, he just said it was maybe just some uh, banged up a little bit. It was nothing too, too serious. Could the Dolphins be trying to play something where he's someone who might be stashed on a practice squad? I mean, I think that might be going too far into the care. There's no Carol in HR because if he's hurt, you put him on IR. If he's healthy, you put him on the roster because he's a good player. I just don't know if there's a gray area we're completely overlooking. Yeah, I don't know. I think because he doesn't play special teams, he's probably going to get cut. And that sucks because I would like him on this team. I see Josh shaking his head over here. He's so disgusted at the idea that Robbie Chosen might not be a Miami Dolphin when week one kicks off here. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not getting a good vibe from Miami Gardens, from Mike McDaniel, that Robbie Chosen is going to be a member of this Miami Dolphins roster. I don't know. How do you feel about this, Josh? Gun to your head. Do you think Robbie Chosen is a Miami Dolphin week one? I mean, the more you guys talk about it, the more I realize he probably won't be. That's why I was gearing <laughs> no, up no. a little bit. I mean, the more you guys talk, it really doesn't seem that way, especially his salary and th- the fact that he's not suiting up in games. I mean, hopefully we see something out of him this week. I mean, if he doesn't practice this week or go out there and play in the game, then we definitely can- are concerned about him, right? I mean, then yeah, there's a very sure. good chance. And then I was thinking about it. If you were sitting there making roster cuts, I mean, I know he's a wide receiver. He, another wide receiver is probably going to land on the roster, but Miles Gaskin, I mean, this is a guy that we've talked about before. Would you probably keep Miles Gaskin around over a Robbie Chosen, right? I like I mean, that question. That's awesome. That's perfect. I would. 
You would. Based on, you, we've, based on what we've seen this offseason, at least, right? I mean, Robbie Chosen hasn't done anything. That's that's why and, it dawned on me. I was like, if I was making a roster cut down, would I don't know. I don't know why I thought about that. So, Jake, does your perspective on Miles Gaskin, this has to come from the preseason game against the Falcons, right? Because he looked great. Jake does like Miles Gaskin, too, even before that. What, like you guys were giving me junk a month ago because I was like, we got to give Miles Gaskin some flowers as a former seventh round pick hasn't get got paid. But yeah, I can I kind of look at it this way. Let's say every single team is in coach's pitch. They're all a bunch of seven year olds. Miles Gaskin is the best coach that can pitch to you in the entire league. He just seems like such the perfect just safety blanket. And I about a month ago, I would have had Salvan Ahmed ahead of him. Uh, but just the refresher, and sure, I call it overreaction, just knowing that the efficiency's there. There aren't going to be any drop balls. There aren't going to be any penalties. He's not great in pass protection. There won't be any drop balls unless Camp Smith's around. That's what Josh was just thinking. Um, <laughs> but I just see someone who's so safe. And in an area where you have an offensive line that's full of questions, when you have a quarterback that has um, injury questions, when you have two running backs on the roster already who have struggled with injuries in the past, Miles Gaskin brings no questions. And to me, that is worth so much more than the questions that a Robbie Chosen or someone else might bring to the table, despite being the obviously better talent if we're talking like an overall Madden grade. And another thing with Miles Gaskin is, by all accounts, he's a good soldier, right? Like, exactly. You, you, you've never heard anything negative said about Miles Gaskin. And from a guy who went from the starting running back to now a guy who's essentially the fourth string running back, I don't know exactly what it's listed, but most people would have him as the fourth string running back for the Dolphins right now, maybe even uh, maybe even fifth string behind Savan Ahmed. But You've never heard him utter a negative word, whereas Robbie Chosen, he does have, you know, some 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 questionable moments in his past. And you do wonder if, you know, he's he's turned that around or maybe he brought a little bit of that to South Florida and maybe he's finding himself on the outs with this coaching staff just a little bit. And that's all that's pure speculation. I haven't heard anything that would indicate that that's the truth. But it's fair to wonder, based on the history of both these men, where Gaskin is, you know, you know, on the up and up at all times, and, and Robbie Chosen hasn't been. Everything with Robbie Chosen has been kind of weird, too. I mean, didn't he, like, he wasn't really getting any reps in camp, and then he was asked about, and he just mumbled his way through the presser, and then the next day I think he was catching balls, and then this happened. So, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. I hope he comes off the milk carton and they find a way to use him. He shows out the space power ranger and he makes the roster, but they're going to have so many different options and different, uh, you know, players that they need to cut that I don't know that Robbie Chosen's done enough to make that 53-man roster. So the starters are going to play, uh, let's say, a half. I think that's pretty safe. You know, it was so nice back in the day when there was four games because they'd play one quarter, two quarters, into the third quarter. Boom. It just done. measured up so perfectly. But as you guys look at the step chart and where things stand now, you know, it's a lot of moving pieces, but we have a general idea of how we feel about the starters. Is there a player to you guys feel that when they take the field come Saturday, that you're going to be really looking if this person is on the field to begin the game, um, and it might meet, have like a massive impact if they're not. Do any of those players stick out to you? Because two, to me right away, I'm really looking for snap counts. One, Eric Sauber. 
Eric Saubert, I'm getting a little queasy about, about how comfortable he is in this offense and where he fits. And number two, just to kind of help you guys get your brain going, um, Emmanuel Agba. That's another one. We saw him play a decent amount in the first preseason game. Him, I'm not worried about getting caught or anything, but it's more of just where he'll fit in the rotation. So are there any of those guys for you that might be like that monkey wrench in that starting lineup? I like the guys you named there, Jake. And I think by uh, multiple reports from multiple reporters, Eric Saubert has had an awful training camp, just has looked bad at every opportunity, um, which is not good because uh, most people would say that the tight end room in Miami is not a strength and that might be putting it lightly. Um, so maybe they're looking for somebody to shake loose and maybe they can bring somebody else uh into that room after some cuts are made. We'll see about that. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, I think I think you know what you have with Ogba, and I think it might be bubble wrap time for him as well. Uh, pass rushers, that's a premium position in the National Football League, and the more you have, the better you are. So I'd like to see him stay healthy. As far as where my eyes are going to go, maybe it's the cliche answer, but I have, to, I have to look at that offensive line, and I have to see – is Liam Eikenberg on the field with the ones when the game kicks off? If two is out there, you are getting your what the Dolphins want to be their starting offensive line come week one. You're going to get that if Tua is out there. Maybe minus Teron Armstead. You might see Kendall Lamb there since Armstead is kind of working himself back into game shape right now. Um, for me personally, if I was the coach and Armstead wasn't out there, then Tua's not out there either. I'm not putting Tua out there if Armstead's not out there. You know, not when we're still in the preseason. Obviously you get to the regular season. You don't really have a choice. If Armstead goes down, you got to keep your starting quarterback in. But for me, if Armstead's not playing this weekend, then I'm not playing Tua either because I know what I have in Tua. I know what I have with this, with this offense, with these weapons, Tyreek Jalen. I don't need to see those guys at all, at all. If Armstead's not out there, I'm not playing him, but uh, I think you will see Tua regardless of Armstead. Um, and I, I'd like to see if Isaiah Wynn, is starting at left guard, or if it's Robert Jones, or if it's Lester Cotton, or if they're still, you know, holding on with a hope and a prayer here that Liam Eikenberg will finally figure it out and, and they roll him out there and, and let him sink or swim for the last time. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that offensive line. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I hope the coaches are listening to this. Hopefully they're listening because I, I like that. Teron Armstead isn't out there. I don't want to see two out there. But, it's not um, worth you know, it. You said about the cliche being that offensive line. I think it's more cliche to sit here and say the first thing I'm going to be looking for is if two is going to be out there, because that's all we're all going to be paying attention to, right? I mean, um, the quarterback that's two battles. That's what we want to see. Yeah, the QB2 battle is going to be cute and nice. I mean, those guys ooh, are both – uh, yeah, they got to figure it out for sure. But I want to see two out there. That's what I want to see. I want to see two get some reps, bubble wrap him after this game. Hopefully they are listening, knowing if Teron Armstead's out, not out there. He's not out there. Then on defense, I want to see Channing Tindall, what he does based off of last game. I mean, um, he looked like he was in control a little bit at times. I mean, he was moving all over the screen, making plays, um, looked like a leader in that defense. Yes, he was going up against, what, second, third stringers, but how does he 
take from that and build on that? And then what does David Long Jr. Are we ever going to see him again? I mean, where, what's he what's he up to? Is he going to be playing in this game? He's not listed with an injury. There's a, there's a bunch of people here questionable from Cam Smith to Brandon get Jones. His, get his ass out there. I want to see I, him out there. I think David Long's baseline is injured. Like, <laughs> based on Mike Vrabel's comments in Tennessee. So, I think... so sad after watching him. He looks so good. <laughs> Shoot, if he plays that well injured, let's hope he gets healthy at some point because he might be an all-star here. Rubber band um, hamstrings or something like that. Isn't that what he said about him? Can I give you one more kind of off-the-radar thing that maybe shouldn't be off-the-radar? Special no. teams. Special teams. This special teams unit needs to step it up. They were bad last year, and obviously against the Falcons, they were bad once again, allowing a punt return for a touchdown. So let's get this figured out. Danny Crossman, can you do your job, man? Like everyone keeps telling me how good of a special teams coordinator you are, but at some point you have to stop talking about it and maybe actually be about it. So I'm going to look for this special teams to just play a nice solid game, not give up any crazy returns, no touchdowns. And let's see if we can finally uh, – have a, a, a mediocre, a, a decent special teams here in Miami for the first time in a while. This is why someone needs to rank the special teamers. We need someone that just focuses on these special team coaches because we just listened to all the hearsay about Danny Crossman being this great coach. I mean, he's been absolutely atrocious lately. I'm going to pull you guys back to the offensive line real quick because I didn't have, uh, yeah, I did an episode. I did. I wrote a story for the Finsider last night about some Robert Jones quotes. And he had one where at first I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. But the more I think about it, I'm kind of a little concerned that the Miami Dolphins offensive line, the approach is kind of what they were at cornerback last year, where it's just kind of be aggressive and pray everything works out. Uh, Jones had this to say about what the focus is in training camp. That is the number one thing coming into OTAs. Dominate the line of scrimmage and fire off the rock. You hear that, you're like, yeah, we're going to be tough and physical. Then he says, We'll work with technique and everything later, but we want to show our dominance in the trenches. We've been doing that every single day. Oh boy, did I get a little queasy hearing we'll work on technique and everything later, seeing that the preseason is about as later as you're going to get to work. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like he just wants to be a bull in a china shop, and he's he's not worried about uh, knocking some of this fine china over. Uh, unfortunately, the fine china in Miami's offense is Tua Tungavailoa. So if some if, if that fine china is getting broken, we got a problem here. So you might need to work on some of that technique. To your point, Jake. I got fired up hearing that. I was I'm maybe I'm in the all by myself on that, but I got fired up listening to that. Robert if Jones you, starter for sure. If we're comparing it to Miami's cornerbacks, you can't call pass interference on a wide receiver or on a lineman not even so yeah something to keep in mind i just thought that was a very weird weird quote um to speak to the sorry sorry to jump around a little bit but to go back to the special teams we did have jason sanders you know knocking in a 49 yarder um, so jake close bailey, to a 50 yarder right if it would have been one more yard we would have been like he's back jake bailey kicked a 50 yard punt we got that going for us i guess that's a thing uh but yeah i, I like the idea of special teams because i think that's where we'll see some guys um Miles Dorn was pretty interesting in that first preseason season game. He's someone who could impact special teams. Um, Aubrey Miller, the backup linebacker, another guy who seemed really comfortable next to Channing Tindall. He's another guy that could be special teams. Uh, is there anyone else we're missing, guys? I mean, Deshaun Hand is another name. It blows my mind how often during a preseason game we talk about the Dolphins, what, 
hours upon hours every week. And there are still guys who go out there in preseason that I've never heard of before in my life that <laughs> yeah. I had no idea were on this 90 man roster. Uh, so do you guys have everyone else out there? I can throw Cameron good, a former late round draft pick who I thought is kind of, you're seeing his name a little more on the field, but um, are we missing anyone to kind of keep an eye out for come Saturday? Maybe the safety battle. Who's going to, who's going to start opposite Javon Holland. Is it going to be Deshaun Elliott? Uh, is it going to be Trill Williams? He might see his first game action uh, in quite a while. If you remember, he, he got injured in preseason last year, training camp last year. So he didn't actually play a single snap for the Dolphins last year. So we might, we might get to see some Trill Williams uh, this weekend. And I'd be interested to see where he's at because he had all the hype in training camp last year before he got injured. So if he can, uh, if he can contribute to this team, maybe not even as a starter, but on special teams uh, and as a guy who comes in and, and spells these guys a little bit when they get tired, uh, I'd be interested to see what Troy Williams can do. Yeah. Once I want to see Brandon Jones back sooner than later, please. Brandon Jones. I mean, he should be that guy next to Javon Holland, at least in my opinion. And he said, please, Dolphins. So you have to listen to him. Please. He was very kind about it. And, and Vic Fangio likes his three safety sets, too. So you could see uh, a Javon Holland, a Brandon Jones, and a Deshaun Elliott defense all at the same time. And, and those are some big hitters right there. I'd be excited to excited to see what they can do as a trio.